Um, If I were going to title my talk this morning, I would title it, When Normal Disappears. When Normal Disappears. I don't know if anybody here can relate to that, but it certainly speaks to me. And I just want to say, I am just honored to be able to share this moment in Pastor Frankie and Celebration Church's pulpit. This is actually not really my full-time job. I do work full-time for Celebration Church, but I'm more of the chief of staff and director of ministries. And so when Pastor Frankie asked me to share this morning, I got to tell you, it's a little intimidating. My husband's from Kentucky, and they have a saying, nobody ever wants to be the mule in the Kentucky Derby. Okay, and so having to follow in Pastor Frankie's footsteps because he's such a dynamic communicator, just an incredible man of God. I don't want to be a mule at the Kentucky Derby today, but I know the Lord's going to help me. And I just want to encourage you, tune in next week. He would love to be able to speak life to you and encouragement to you in this season. Um, So when normal disappears, so I have a feeling that everyone's normal in the United States of America and in the sound of my voice has changed recently over the last 16 weeks. I know it feels like it's been 1,600 years, but it's been about 16 weeks that we've been going through this new normal. And I want to just share with you the two things. I could share a million things that have changed, but the two things that stick out to me are homeschooling and having to do sixth grade math and cooking. I am more afraid of having to homeschool my incoming seventh grader in math than I am of running out of toilet paper right now. That is just the reality. New normal has left the building when it comes to school. And school districts don't know what they're going to do in the fall. And I am praying hard with every mother in America and in the state of Texas. Y'all figure something out, but my babies have got to go to school. Mama cannot do it. And so that's one way normal has left the building. The other is cooking. I have cooked more meals in the last 16 weeks than I have cooked in the entire 16 years I've been married. I'm not kidding. My pots and my pans think that it's Christmas and Thanksgiving every single day because they never get out of the cupboards except for those two holidays. And my kids are like, mom, we had no idea we had all of this stuff to cook with. I'm like, shh, don't tell your dad. You know, that's where we're at. Normal has left the building. And I know your normal has changed. Chances are your job is different. How you do your job is changing. How you connect with your family and your friends, that's all changing. How you interact with your community and your neighbors, that's all changing. And I want to just encourage you today with a story from the Old Testament that will help you and I navigate when normal changes. And it's in 2 Kings, and it's a story of two men, Elijah and Elisha. And so I want to read the the kind of the climax verse to you, and then we're going to unpack it together, and we're going to have two takeaways to kind of help us navigate when normal disappears. So the verse is in 2 Kings 2.11, and it says, As they were walking along and talking together, suddenly a chariot of fire... And horses of fire appeared and separated the two of them, Elijah and Elisha. And Elijah went up to heaven in a whirlwind. And Elisha saw this and cried out, My father, my father, the chariots and the horsemen of Israel. 
And Elisha saw him no more. And he took hold of his garment and he tore it in two. These two men were teacher and student and they were friends. Elijah, you probably know him, pretty famous guy. He's the one that called down fire from heaven. He's the one that took care of that really evil queen Jezebel and the prophets of Baal. I mean, dynamic miracle after dynamic miracle. And he, under the direction of God, recruits Elisha to be his student and to be his like mentee. And Elisha has been walking with him. They've been doing ministry together. And then both men have a realization. The Lord speaks to both of them and says, your normal is about to change. Your normal is going to change forever. I am preparing Elijah to just go up to heaven. Man did not even die. Man went on a chariot of fire up into the presence of the living God. And so these two, their worlds change on a dime. They had no warning. It wasn't like a hurricane with all the spaghetti models. It wasn't like, hey, go get a loaf of bread and a gallon of milk. It wasn't like stock up on toilet paper if you can find it. It was instant. Their normal changed. Now, Elijah and Elisha, before the scene that we just read about, they go on a road trip together. And they go to Bethel. And they go to Jericho. And they go to the River Jordan. God had done mighty things in these cities. Mighty works of God. The ministry of Elijah had been so powerful in those cities. And Elijah is stopping at each one. And each one he stops at, he urges his friend, you stay here. He knows where he's going. And he says, you stay here. And Elisha refuses And that's our first takeaway. When you and I feel like our normal is about to change, we have to fight the temptation to stay in what God has done and focus on what God is doing. Elisha knew, hey, God has done big things in Jericho. He's done big things at the River Jordan. He's done big things at Bethel. But he knows that if his normal is changing, he can't be where God was. He's got to be where God is And that's so important for you and I. When things start getting shaky, our biggest threat is to try to hold on to what's been. To try to hold on to what's been. But God's not in the past. He is in the present and in the future. He wants you to walk into something new. So in Scripture... Time after time after time, word after word of the word, there are promises tied to the presence of the Lord. It says in Psalm 16, 8, because the Lord is at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Not because he was, but because he is at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Second Corinthians 3.17. Not where the spirit of the Lord was. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Joshua 1.9 says, Be strong and courageous. Do not tremble or be dismayed. For the Lord, your God, is with you wherever you go. If you and I will stay in his presence, we will have every gift, every tool, everything we need for the moment we are in. He never leaves his children defenseless or helpless. He comes alongside you to make sure that he gives you everything that you need in that moment. I'm telling you what, where we are today, hashtag 2020, 
You have got to have supernatural wisdom and understanding that is only found in the presence of God. You and I are seeing in real time and on display the limit that man's wisdom can provide. The best and the brightest minds in medicine are giving us everything they can. The best and the brightest minds in governance are giving us everything they can. Our school district is giving us everything we can. And I appreciate it. But in this season, man's wisdom is not going to get us where we need to be. You and I have got to stay in the presence of the living God. And the ministry of the Holy Spirit has never been more important. Let me tell you about the ministry of the Holy Spirit. The Lord very specifically says in his word that he will tell you what is to come. The Holy Spirit, part of his job, part of his assignment to you is to tell you what's coming. I don't know about you guys, but I don't know what's coming day to day. I I can't predict it. I can't draw a model of it. There is no data for me to project or extrapolate from. I just wake up and say, what chapter of Revelation we live in today, y'all? I don't know. But the Holy Spirit's ministry to me is to tell me what is to come. Let me tell you something else. I was going to take a sip of water, but I got too excited. I just am sitting here like, thank you, Lord. But let me tell you something else. The Holy Spirit's ministry is to also help you to pray. Romans 8, 26, you and I do not know how to pray. And the Lord knows that, which is why he gave you the Holy Spirit so that you'll not only know what is to come, but you'll know how to pray about what shows up at your doorstep. The Holy Spirit's ministry is to teach you all things and to bring all things to your remembrance so that you and I can walk in confidence and saying, look, I remember this, I remember that. I'm gonna speak this promise of God's word over my life in this situation. You and I, Hashtag 2020 have got to be in the presence of the living God and you have got to lean hard into the ministry of the Holy Spirit in this season. If you have been waiting for your whole life to see what it's like to live by faith, congratulations, you have made it. (laughs) It is today. That is where we are in our season. And Elijah demonstrates that for us so beautifully. He says, look, if my normal is changing, I am going to stay where the presence of the living God is. Elijah, you are not getting out of my sight. Yeah, God did big things in Bethel. He did big things in Jericho. He did big things at the River Jordan. But you and I are tied at the hip because I am going to stay close to the anointing and the mantle and the presence of God that is in your life. In the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit, the presence of God would come on people and then it would leave. It would come on people and then it would leave. But through Jesus Christ, that's why he said... In John 14, it is better for me to go away. Through Jesus Christ's sacrifice on the cross, you and I never have to leave the Holy Spirit. He stays on us. He lives in us. He speaks to us, and we walk in him every single moment of every single day. So that's the first takeaway. The second one is this. Elijah and Elisha finally are walking along the way, and Elijah looks at his friend, and he says, You won't stop at any of these cities. What is it that I can do for you? What is it that you want from me? And Elisha looks back at him and says, I want a double anointing. I want a double portion of your spirit. And Elijah goes, you've asked for a hard thing. (laughs) 
You have asked for a hard thing, but I'll tell you what. If you see me when the Lord takes me up to heaven, it'll be yours. And so they're walking along the way. And then that verse that we read at the very beginning where the chariots of fire and the horsemen come and it separates them. Elisha is looking up to Elijah and sees him taken to heaven. And he receives that double anointing in that spirit. Why did Elijah ask, why did Elisha ask Elijah for a double anointing? It's our second takeaway. The more dependent on God you are, the stronger you are. The more dependent on God you are, the stronger you are. Elisha knows my normal is changing. The way I do ministry is changing. My mentor, my teacher, my best friend is about to go into heaven. I cannot do what God has called me to do. I cannot climb the mountains that he has for me. I cannot slay the devils that he has for me on somebody else's anointing. I cannot walk in what God has for me on somebody else's experience. I have got to have a double anointing of the Lord's presence. I have got to have a double portion of his spirit. And I got to tell you something. God loved that Elisha asked for that. Because here's his vision. God's vision is that every generation that follows has more of the anointing, more of the Holy Spirit, more of the power of God on display than the previous one. If you don't believe me, I mean, just look at the the chronicles of of the Old Testament. Moses parted the Red Sea, Joshua walls of Jericho. Every single successive leader, God's heart, his vision was that they would have more strength, more power because God sees the darkness on the earth increasing. He sees the challenges in the future that they will have and he knows they're going to need more. Jesus himself said this. Jesus said it in John 5, 20 and in John 14, 12. If you turn in your Bible, those words should be in red because they're Jesus's. He said greater works will you do than me? Jesus, greater works will Sarah Stevens and every single person who lives on the planet in hashtag 2020 do than me. Because he saw that Holy Spirit anointing being required in the season we're in. The more dependent on God you are, the stronger you are. Let me also encourage you in this. Acts 17.24 says this, that the Lord has determined the times and the places that men should live. That means that he has decided throughout all of history that you and I should be on the planet and in his church in July 2020. In America, in July 2020. You know, that excites me Because that means that God has the exact church he needs in this season that we are in. Because you are in the church in the season that we are in. You are in the country that he needs you to be in. You are in this planet for a purpose. And he has a calling on your life. And the more that you will depend on the Lord, the stronger you will see yourself. The more wisdom you will have the more understanding you will have, strength you will have, peace that passes all understanding you will have because you are more and more and more dependent upon him. That's how you navigate a new normal. That's how you and I look back and we say, God, if things are going to change, 
then these are the two things I need. I need to be in your presence and I need to be more dependent upon you. Let me also just encourage you with this. God does not need things to be fair for you to have favor in your life. He does not need things to be normal for you to be blessed. He is totally, he is omnipotent, he is omnipresent, he is all wisdom, he is eternal, he is love. He can do the impossible anytime he wants to do the impossible. There's a story of a man in the Old Testament. His name is Jacob. And his story is throughout Genesis. But there's a great scene in Genesis 29 and 30. Jacob has worked for this guy for, called Laban for like 20 years. And Laban has moved the goalposts on him like 10 different times. I don't know about you guys, but that drives me crazy. I am a type A person. I'm like, you want me to shoot the ball in the hoop? I'll shoot the ball in the hoop. You want me to get the ball across the end zone through the field goals? I'll get the ball across the end zone in the field goals. You want me to meet this quarter's numbers? I'm going to meet this quarter's numbers. But doesn't it drive you crazy when people start, like, changing the rules on you? It's like playing checkers with a seven-year-old. You know, they know that black can, you know, move on black, but then all of a sudden halfway through the game because they're losing, they're like, hey, mom, hey, new rules. How about uh, black can move anywhere it wants to, right? Yeah, and I hate that when somebody moves the goalposts on us. And in a new normal, it can feel extremely frustrating, especially in the season that you and I are in, because we feel like we've finally gained some traction on this coronavirus. And then it's like every single day a different news story comes out that changes it. Oh, you know, it turns out you, you can catch it in the air when we thought you could catch it on surfaces or... Masks are important. Masks aren't important. Masks are important. Or any number of things. If you're 55 and plus, you need to be concerned. Actually, now we're seeing hospitalizations of 30-year-olds. Every day we feel like the goalpost is changing. But this is what I want you to hold on to. Just like Jacob in 29 and 30 of Genesis, he says, he says, the Lord's hand is upon me. His favor is upon me. It didn't matter how many times Laban tried to change the rules. The Lord blessed Jacob for Jacob's sake. I want to encourage you. The Lord does not need normal. He does not need fair for you to have the favor of God in your life. Just rest in that. I'm going to close with a story. I took my kids recently to the Guadalupe River to go tubing. And we had an incredible time. This was early, 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 early on in the summer. And we get our tubes. I've never been tubing in Texas. It's a whole new experience for me. But it's like everybody in this state knows how to do it. And so we gather the kids together and we're going to do the Guadalupe River. And they tell us, they're like, hey, just so you know, the Guadalupe River is a natural river. So there are no lifeguards. There are no concrete ladders or steps for you to get in and out. Like everything in Texas, you just hold on tight and ride the rapids and have a good time. So we get there and we hop in our tubes and everything's doing great. Wildlife is like swimming under my feet. Got to tell you, I wasn't a huge fan of that, but I'm in their house, right? I'm in their house. That's where they live. So I'm their guest, so it's okay. 
and we're going along, and we hit our first rapid. And I go, my daughter shoots through, she does great, and then it's my turn. And I realize I have a little more drag on my tube than my daughter does. And I get a little turned around in the rapids, but I'm managing it okay. Well, then my son shoots through, and he gets caught up on the stones, and his tube shoots out from under him, and he's getting rolled like he's in a dryer. And I'm turned around backwards, going through the rest of the rapids, and he's struggling, and he's, you know, upset and crying, and I'm screaming, stand up, stand up. The first lesson for you and I is when we hit troubled waters, just stand up. Stand on his word, stand in his presence, stand in worship. When my son stood up, he found out the water was about to his knees. (laughs) When you and I are in a hard situation, the enemy wants us to think we're in way over our head. But if you and I will just stand up, in the Lord, on the rock, in our, in our giftings, in what God has provided for us, we're going to find out the water's out about our knees and we'll have what we need. So I'm thinking, oh, thank God. You know, he's set. He's standing up. My girlfriends are helping him. My mom's senses are kind of going on low key. And about that time, I'm still backwards. I hit a rock and I go head over heels hit my head on the bottom of the Guadalupe River. I lost my hat, my cell phone, and about 78% of my dignity in that moment, right? And in that moment, I stood up, and it's up to my knees, but everything else is gone. We get our bearings. We, we get back on our tubes. My son is like, Mom, I am done. I am out. Take me to Dairy Queen. Ride is over. And I'm like, buddy, we paid $22 for one, so we're going to see this thing through, okay? Mama, mama cheap. All right, I'll just tell you that much right now. Number two, we're on a natural river. We got, there is no bus. There is no tram. We got to ride this thing through to the end. And so many times, you and I can be in this river. We are all in the same river together right now. We are all in the same river called COVID. We are all in the same river called the economy, what is it going to do? We are all in the same river. I miss my family. We are all in the same river. What is the economy going to look like? We are all in the same river, but we are all having vastly different experiences. You and I have to trust the Lord with the current that we are in. He will see us through it. In the rapids, we will stand up. The water will be to our knees and we'll be okay. He will accomplish what he has for you and I if you and I will, number one, stay in his presence, and number two, just depend on him. When the water gets a little shaky, depend on him. When you can't see around the next bend, depend on him. Trust the Holy Spirit to keep you in the current that he's placed you. And I promise, I promise we are all in this river together, and we will all get through it together. Our God is faithful. So I hope that that encourages you this morning. I hope that that strengthens you this morning. And I just want to pray for you. I just want to ask the Holy Spirit to meet you right where you're at and strengthen you. Give you peace right where you're at. You know, it says that he has given us everything we need for godliness. Everything we need in this life. Ephesians 2.10 says you are his workmanship. 
created in Christ Jesus to do works which he has prepared in advance for you to do. Everything that you're facing right now, the Lord has created you for this hour. He has created you for this moment and he has trained you to be effective and to be successful in this moment. That is his promise to you. Lean hard into his presence and depend on him. If you're wondering, well, how do I do that, Sarah? How do I do that? You worship a little bit more. You stay in the word a little bit more. And you pray a little bit more. That's it. Those three things will keep you exactly where you need to be and in the center of God's will for your life. I hope that encourages you. Well, I just want to speak a blessing over you. It's from Jude chapter, actually Jude doesn't have any chapters. It's Jude verse 24 and 25. And I just want to speak this over you and over your family this morning. It says, now he to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory and exceeding joy to God, our savior, who alone is wise, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Amen. I speak that over you, that the Lord would present you faultless and he would keep you from stumbling over the next week. Amen. Celebration church. Well, I have loved being in the word with you this morning. I have loved just having the opportunity just to to speak life and encouragement to you. And I want to encourage you. We are going to have our Wednesday night prayer service. Come on out. We would love to have you. Just pray with us. We're praying for one hour for one thing, revival. We know the spirit of God has got to move in this season. And I hope you'll tune in next week. Our senior pastor will be teaching and you will be blessed. You will be strengthened and you will be encouraged. So be blessed Celebration Church. And we can't wait to see you back here online.